Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerberson, with, you know, my new co-host, Reed Bacon. Uh, today's a good one. We're going to talk about Rick Barnes possibly being on a hot seat after losing in March. Uh, you know, what can the Vols look forward to next year with the basketball team? Uh, rumors about Henry Toto being back on campus what that means, is there a possibility he's coming back on the team? And if he is, how is he going to be accepted? And also spring practices around the corner. Super excited for that. Uh, give you my breakdown of guys on the offensive line I think going to have to step up this year. And my two newcomers that I think are going to make a huge impact for the Vols moving forward. So let's start the show the game snap the kick is in the air and the kick this time is no sir Reed. no sir Reed. final score tennessee 20 florida 17 pandemonium reigns loads up fires long for the end zone the pass is going to be caught on tennessee what did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, time to shout out our original sponsor, Bet Online. You know, I talk about them all the time, and they are the best place to put in your bets. We talk about it on the show a little bit, and, you know, I'm sure you're betting a lot right now on this NCAA tournament. <laughs> Probably not going well for you. A lot of upsets have been happening, and, uh, you know, Tennessee losing really does you know, stick in you right there. But hopefully you can make it bounce back. You know, bet on some of these upcoming games that are going on. And, you know, NHL's still going, NBA's still going, so there's still plenty of other sports to bet on. You know, uh, Bet Online has covered all of the news for the March Madness tournament, uh, scores and odds. And, it I mean, it's the best place for your bets. And it's free to sign up. That's awesome. It's free. It costs you nothing. So why not? Uh, so head on to the website, betonline.ag, uh, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So just more money in the pocket, baby. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome in. Uh, got me and my buddy Reed here this week. Uh, sorry for the new Co- backdrop. Co-host. Co- uh, yeah. uh, co- co-host, co-host, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Put some time, put some respect on my name. Um, <laughs> I got, I got kind of kicked out of my my last spot, so I'm in a new backdrop right now. Uh, someone was using the area, so uh, hopefully the acoustics uh, sound sound good here. But uh, 
Yeah, let's jump right into it. Um, biggest story for Tennessee right now is obviously the basketball team uh, losing to Oregon State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And what this kind of means for the basketball team moving forward, what kind of chances do we think they have you know, next year? Uh, and is Rick Barnes on the hot seat? Because when you watch the game – the offensive game plan or just offensive execution is abysmal. I, I don't understand how these guys can be so bad at making baskets. Like they are college basketball players. Uh, you know, they were 21 of 63 from the field, five for 26 from three, and the entire team had 10 assists. Like, Multiple guys on the same team, the NBA, have 10 assists some nights. And I just felt like there was barely any ball movement. There was, you know, the usual screens passing back and forth at the top of the key. And then eventually someone's got to break somebody's ankles or try and drive to the basket by themselves. It's not, it, it's not about looking for an outlet or looking for another pass, which – can set up an offense well, it's just like, oh, well, here's my opportunity to go one-on-one -on -one with somebody. And that's – I mean, that's not going to win ball games unless you're James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and the – like, Keon Johnson is not that. So, <laughs> I am kind of disappointed. And I, I, I do feel like Barnes might be – his seat is warm, let's say that. I don't want to say hot yet. Seed is definitely warm because it's almost like, what did you expect out of him? He kind of did the same stuff at Texas where high expectations, pretty good season, might get a little further in the you know conference championship, but then ultimately lose in the tourney. Um, what's, what's your take on it, Reed? Yeah, I was about to jump in. I, you know, I like Barnes and I want to really like him. But I don't – I like – I don't now, like – so, personally, I think he's a good guy, and I like that he coaches our guys hard. I think he runs a good program. I mean, he does run a good program. I'm not going to deny that. We were number one in the nation for many weeks, and we were in contention for many weeks that year, two years ago with, with Admiral and Grant and, and Bone, and it was an awesome team to watch. I loved how those guys were two and three stars, and he – he, he built them up, and it was just a really cool way away, and it was a really special season. Like, I remember watching – like, I wanted to watch every game that year. I, I remember it would be like a random Tuesday night in February, and I'm, like, running home after a workout to, like, you know, after work, after workout, get home, kind of cook dinner, like get ready for this game, and would, like, be watching it on my phone on, like, the drive home or while cooking dinner or even in the shower. Like, I'm, I'm watching. I'm locked in. And I was really invested in that team. And then I knew what Barnes was coming from Texas. Like, I knew – I'm not a huge college basketball fan, but I was big a college fan enough to know, like, this guy can get players and he'll have a good, stable program. But, like, he's never done anything in March. The last time he won a conference championship was in 1984 and he was at Providence. So, like, it's not – he never even won a Big 12 championship in, in Texas – and then, like, I could pull up Wikipedia. I looked it up a while, like, a couple weeks ago. It's like 
you know, never been to a final four or whatever, or at least I'm, I don't want to say that and then be wrong, but anyway, we lost, we all, we lost we, in the final four with Texas okay. one year. Okay. Well, anyways, my that was point the furthest is, he got. Right. My point being is that everyone knows, and this is fact checks. It's like, he's not a good March coach, whether it's, you know, he's uh, one in 11 against teams that he's like a lower seed than, or like, you know, this year, which was a crazy stat that I saw on, on social media that somebody tweeted out was so, and, and these aren't the exact numbers. It's just giving you the point is like, if there was, we'll say 20 teams this year in college basketball and out of those 20 teams, like, you know, the number of people who lost games when they were favored or double digit favored, like it happened 20 times. And like Tennessee was like eight of them. I mean, it was just absurd. And because, because we've talked about, like, I do enjoy gambling uh, a little bit and I enjoy looking at the lines and I'm sitting here and I'm like, every time I looked in on a line on Tennessee, it was like, Tennessee minus seven against Kentucky. And I'm like, what? Like, we haven't been playing good ball. Like, Kentucky's still Kentucky. Like, it's a rivalry game. It'll be close. And then they come in and beat us. Or, like, I look at it, it's like, you know, Tennessee's favored by, like, four against, you know, like, Arkansas or whatever. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't get this. Are they watching the same game I'm watching? Yeah. And so, um, Anyways, to tie to tie that all in, it's just like and it, I think for me personally and, and for buddies that I know and people I know, it really pissed us off or like it really pissed me off when he did the whole UCLA thing. Like. I'm never going to question someone's faith because I am a huge like I'm a huge Christian. I'm a big time faith believer. You know that I'm actually going through the RCAI stuff right now to join the Catholic faith. So I'm never going to bad talk that stuff. I just – it frustrated me as a fan that I felt like I, – I personally felt like he was never going to UCLA. Bro, you're almost 70 years old. You're from Hickory, North Carolina. You've lit, like you're on this side of the, the country now. You're here. You're home. You got it made at Tennessee, man. Like we're yeah. paying you a ton of money, and you're saying that you want to go out there. I just – and maybe, maybe he really did in his heart really think about that. But, like, we gave him more money. It looked like it was one of those typical coaches looking for more money. But anyways, you're making like $5 million a year and you can't get out of the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. I feel like Barnes had hit, has hit his ceiling and not like we, we shouldn't even say hit his ceiling at Tennessee. Like this is just who he is. Like he's not a March coach. And sadly, the only thing that matters is March. We had our best. Yep. We had our best team in a really, really, really long time. Arguably one of the best teams probably ever at UT, arguably. But we go to this. We go to the Sweet Sixteen. He doesn't even get by Purdue. And like, it just it is what it is. Uh, obviously, I'm not saying fire the guy. It just like, so so no so no fire yet. You're not you're not no you know, no no. I'll, I'll say get this, him out. This is why I don't, no no. This is why I don't want to fire him right now. Well, let me actually hold on. If if it came out today that Mike White let him go, and we were bringing in like Loyola. What I say, Mike Danny White. White. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, Danny White. Sorry, been because of March Madness. But so Danny White, Danny White says, "Hey, we're gonna let Coach Barnes go. We love him. We appreciate everything he's done. But we want to go a different direction, and we go out and get like a young, some somewhat young up and comer. I can't stand Loyola Chicago because I beat us two years ago. But like, you go and get that coach. Yeah. I think that is a massive, massive upgrade." Because we are a good program, we're going to have the good resources. We when 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 there's no COVID, TBA's full. Like we got great um, resources and money and, and and all that. Like we're not a basketball school, but 
we almost I have agree. all the attributes. We have all, we have all the attributes of a basketball school. So it's like yeah. you go get that, so you go get that guy as a fan. I'm fired up, but like I know that that's not going to happen because Danny's not going to let him go. So let him go one more year. Get Kennedy Chandler in here. Let's see if Keon Johnson or Jane Springer stay, which they're probably not going to. But give him one more year, and then I just saw yesterday. I was reading an article, April of 2022, which is next April. His buyout goes from like 15 million to five million. If if he doesn't do it again, like hey, let's move on. Like, yeah, he was he was a, he please, was a great hire. Please do he, not he, extend another coach, Danny White, and yeah, exactly. make us have to and pay he, huge buyouts like our our football coaches. Right, and I'll I'll stop my rambling. I'm just fired up, and it's like yeah. the last thing I'll say is. The last thing I'll say is like he was a incredible hire for when we hired him after At going the time, through yes, Donnie Tindall. Yeah, by the way, I just gotta say this because you said his name. I love Donnie Tindall. I thought Donnie Tindall could coach ball. Like I thought he was the but like Bruce Pearl, love Bruce Pearl. Then Conzo, like, hey, Conzo had one little run. I couldn't watch, I couldn't stand his his um you know, his pace of play and all that stuff. And, but, but Donnie Tindall, like I thought he could straight up coach ball, but anyways, after all that nonsense, Rick Barnes was great. And I still think Rick Barnes was a successful hire because of what he gave us with that 2018 team, but he's just reached his ceiling. Like he is what he is. Yeah. And yes, like I'm not, I don't even need to dive into the Oregon state game because like, well, go ahead. You, you talk. Yeah. About that. I mean, it's just like, when you were saying the UCLA thing, it's like, good luck going to UCLA. Like they actually have national championship, like weight over there. Like they, they've won natties. They like, they are more of a basketball school than they are a football school. So like, good luck trying to go out to that. If you can't even win in March here at Tennessee. Um, but I, I agree with you. I, I would be happy if we, you know, got another coach and I, I mean, it's it's basketball is not the same here as football. So when there is, you know, a bad football season, it is dumpster fire. It is everyone's freaking out. It is fire somebody, hire somebody. It you know we need it to be great again. With basketball, it's like okay, you know, like that stunk, but it's all right. We'll be okay. Kind of thing. So you, I feel like you could take more risks in basketball. Like you could go get an up and coming young coach and try him out in, in, you know, in UT, like with what you said, all the resources, a great location in the sec and see if it works. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Cause basketball isn't seen like football where it's like, you need championships now. So sorry to interrupt, uh, but we got to shout out another one of our sponsors at eBay. So I've talked about them before, but eBay is the number one place for selling and buying sneakers. All right. If you're looking for rare dead stock or the latest release, it's the place to go. Uh, it's the original sneaker marketplace. So they're the original. Why not go to them? Uh, you know, eBay's authenticity guarantee is really what sells it. Uh, you know, they're meticulously inspected all the sneakers. They got experienced sneaker authenticators that look at, you know, the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points and verify each one. 
you know, when you do buy from there, uh, you also receive an authenticity guarantee tag. Uh, and that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. So you know these are the real deal. Uh, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. So if you're selling sneakers, it's a place to go. And if you are a sneaker seller, every sneaker that's over $100, the selling fees have been eliminated. So if you are a seller, it is the best place to go. Honestly, it really is. So go to ebay.com sneakers today. All right, and check everything out. eBay, world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. And there's not as much pressure as a football head coach would have. Um, and I think, you know, what you said, like it feels like a basketball school, but it's not. It's because of women's basketball. The fact that they won so much, they continue to still win. And the legacy that Pat left behind, like makes men's basketball feel like, okay, that you, maybe you can do something because we do have a really good women's team. Um but, I, you know, I do agree with you. I think one more year for Rick Barnes is good. I, I do want to see what, what he's able to do. But now, I mean, this tournament right here with, you know, Loyola getting moving forward, uh, Oregon State beating Oklahoma State, like uh, Oral Roberts Oral beating Roberts. Ohio State and then Florida. It's like, bro, it's more important to have a cohesive unit that understands how to play with each other uh, and knows when to take shots than it is to have a really athletic five-star. And I just, I just feel like that's so important, like that aspect of the game. Now, if you're able to integrate both, you know, uh, like some of the old Michigan state teams or Kansas and, you know, I never felt like Kentucky was ever that, but Duke was, I felt like Kentucky was just, Hey, I got, five five stars in my starting five and they're just going to ball uh it, it's i mean you're you're going to be able to take down the big dogs that's why oral roberts was able to take down ohio state and i feel like the younger stars who are more willing to not younger less stars who are more willing to get coached and uh develop as a player are more important to a team than a five star and i i feel like i'm i'm always going to feel that way so, so I agree one million kajillion percent that in basketball it is so like that's the national championship team of what you just described. Bring in a couple four or five stars, but you got some guy who maybe came in and he honestly I don't care about the stars. He could have come in as a three star or a five star, but yet he stayed around the program because maybe his game translates more better to college in the NBA. And now you look up and you got. You got two seniors, a junior, a sophomore, and a freshman, and that's your starting five. But then you got a sixth man coming off the bench, and he's a senior. Like that, and that's why basketball. That's why people love March, and that's why people love basketball because you do have a Oral Roberts beating a Florida. That would never happen in football. If it did, no. it, would be, it would be. I don't even know if Oral Roberts has a football team, but if they do and they did that, that would literally be like an Appy State, in Michigan which we talk about that, but that only happens once in every 10 years. Basketball yes. happens Basketball happens every March. And in a way, like Duke did, you know, Duke, Kentucky, and even North Carolina, like the big one-and-done schools, they didn't even have – they didn't have good seasons this year. Maybe we were 
banking on two five stars to come in and be good. And since it was a COVID year and this, that, and the other, and they weren't able to produce and progress. And that's why Rick Barnes's best team was with Grant and Admiral <laughs> and Jordan and those guys yeah. and, Kyle, and Kyle Alexander. And they were here and, and, and everything I'm saying, people, people know that and get that. Um, but ultimately like it's still Rick Barnes's job to get them there. And he doesn't have much leeway because he doesn't produce in March. He never has. And like, there's no reason for us to believe that he ever will. Um, and that that's, it's just so, it's so frustrating, but I can't be that frustrated when everyone I was talking to, we all picked Tennessee, like on Oregon state, we picked Tennessee to beat Oregon state on our brackets. We're a Tennessee fan. We're like, Hey, let's just get to the second round. Let's get to the second round. We all still knew it was a crapshoot. Like I knew yeah. going in, I, I I bet on Oregon State. I took the seven and a half because I thought it was gonna be a close game. Like so, it's I'm not surprised we lost, but it still doesn't not piss me off. Like, yeah, because I I would say the same thing. Like the only reason I picked Tennessee over Oregon State is because I'm a fan. Is because I went to Tennessee. Yes. If if I didn't go to Tennessee, I was making my bracket. That would be the one 12 versus five yeah. where I'm like, this 12 is gonna upset. Because Tennessee yes. has been crap the and, last and half like of the season, said, and like you said on or on the other podcast, Oregon State was fire hot, which is all fire that hot, yeah. you know. And so, oh. yeah, I, if I wasn't a fan, I definitely would have picked Oregon State because that's like sure. that was probably one of the easiest twelve fives that you could get. Yeah, uh, upset. Joe, Joe Lenardi, Joe Lenardi, actually, they had him on ESPN and they were talking about right before the start, and he's like, you know, who do you see? you know, being an upset and he picked the Oregon state being Florida, uh, beating Tennessee. And he acted like it wasn't even like a big deal that he was saying it. And so yeah. we, we all, we all kind of knew, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it just stinks because I, I really like Tennessee can be a good basketball program, and we are a good basketball program and this job, I'll argue with you on another podcast that I don't I think Tennessee as a major Tennessee fan, that it's a top even 15 or 20 football program anymore. But this basketball job is an incredible basketball job because you're going to get paid well. You're going to have opportunities. You got great facilities. But if the if the football team goes like eight and four, eight and five, like we're going to like freaking crap our pants. We're not even going to care what the basketball team does. It's just that <laughs> this year, this year was a dumpster fire. And yeah. we still so like, like, we needed you. We needed you basketball. Right, right. And, but we're still not like people aren't you know, riding down on campus to get with, you know, to get Barnes fired. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're like, ah, well, when spring practice start? You know what I mean? Uh, so uh, ba- uh, uh, going to baseball now, Vol baseball. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> they're they're killing it, honestly. They, they're actually playing very well. Yeah, um, no, they are. It's kind of funny, just like, like I said last week, I'd, I'd like to hop with, with the teams and just be like, no, right. no, 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 I'm a, I'm a Vol baseball fan now. Yeah. Um. So let's let's get into football. Obviously, this is a football podcast. Uh, yesterday, rumors coming out that Henry Toto is back on campus, uh, possibly going to classes. This is an if. This is a maybe. This is a might. That nothing has been solidified. Um. So just thinking that over, if he is to come back, what that means for him, what that means for the team. And I would say as a guy, as a guy who's been on a team, very close knit, you feel like a family when you're, when you're on a team, you know, you go through all this adversities together. 
I mean, he went through a lot this past year with the losing season, losing coaches, and you step away from your teammates who are your family, and you have to come back in and integrate. You got to regain their trust. I feel like if, you know, I was a linebacker in that linebacker room or, you know, just a defensive player, I'd be upset. Like, you left us, bro. Like, we've been grinding since early January in the weight room, trying to get better, you know, trying to bring wins to Tennessee football, and you weren't there. Like, you you dipped out. I'm going to cut you off real quick. You dipped out when the times got the hardest. Like, and that's what yeah. we needed you to be a leader. And the other thing about this Henry T stuff is, like, what his dad come out and said. And, like, hey, going to Tennessee was a mistake. Like, all right, bro, then leave. Like, we get it. Like, you, you came here. We didn't get the wins we wanted to. Like, we understand. Like, but if it was a mistake, like, see ya. Like, get get gone. And – yeah. Um, I gotta, I gotta jump off here. I know we, you and I talked about this, so I gotta get off here. I want to hit this point, and I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be excited to turn around and listen to the podcast when you put it out because I want to hear what you got to say about Henry T and spring practice. And I hate that I gotta jump off here, but real quick about the Henry T stuff, like I'm not gonna lie, like or we, we, we're no one denies that he's a very, he's a good player, like he's a good yes. player, and he's going to help this team next fall if he's here. But I still don't – like, you texted me and said, hey, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. Like, I still haven't seen anything about it. I, I haven't seen that he's back or whatever, so I trust you that he's back on campus. But, like, just because he's back on campus, I, I still do – at sitting here on March 22nd, like, I, I don't see Henry T. in Orange next year. Like, I think he's going to come back. He's going to do his classes. He's going to do what he's supposed to be doing. He's still going to continue to work out. And then when he finishes his semester, he's dipping to Tuscaloosa and he's going to be playing for them. And it's like, all right, bro, like, see you. Like, I get it. Like, do what's best for you. But like, we, we don't, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're probably not going to be any good next year with you or without you. Like Henry T, yeah. Henry T is going to help our defense, but I don't know if he's going to really make us win an extra game that we shouldn't. Um, and I can't wait. I honestly, like, I'm, I feel bad for interrupting you and have to jump off here, but I can't wait right. to hear what, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say about if you're a player on that team, what he needs to do to like earn people's trust. But I still, just cause he's back on campus, like, and, and this would be great to ask your boy, Jimmy Himes, because everything I've heard is like, he's going to just go through this season mm -hmm. or go through this, go through this semester, excuse me, yeah. do his, do his classes, continue to work out on his own. And then he's, he's going to Tuscaloosa in, in the summer. Um, so I still don't think he's going to be on the team and, yeah, if he's there, sure, like, I'll be happy because he's a good player. But, like, ultimately, like, you know, I, I'm, I could care less. Like, when all those guys dipped, I understood it both ways. I understood Tennessee fans being upset because they are good players. And I understand it for those guys wanting to go and have a chance to win their last year and not have to be a part of a rebuild. But then again, like, you're a VFL. I'm a fan. We've both played sports. And we're like, if you're with us, let's 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 ride. And if you're not, like, get the F out. Like, seriously, like, I, I don't care. Yeah, so, yeah I, think um, there, I think there's only so much leeway you get. Yes. Like, yeah. What, what, which I was alluding to, like, regaining trust. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, you got to regain trust with people on the team, but also the fan base. Bingo. All right, brother. Love you all. All right, man. Yeah, I'll, we'll I'll see you. Later. All right, man. Bye. So we've got a new sponsor this week, Sunday Scaries. Um, so don't know if you guys know this about me, but I don't sleep very well. 
Uh, I actually have sleep apnea and use a CPAP machine. Um, but, you know, a lot of times stress and anxiety can weigh on you from throughout the day and you end up laying in bed staring at the ceiling and can't get to sleep and it's it's really tough. Uh, you know, mind racing, thinking about everything that you could have done, everything that you should have done, you know, everyone goes through that. So it sucks. But fortunately, there are Sunday scaries. And realize they make this product especially for overthinkers and, you know, night owls. Uh, you know, Sunday scary CBD gummies help you decompress, help you clear your mind and fall asleep. So you can wake up fully functioning and, you know, ready to attack the next day. So there is no risk to buy. The company offers a hundred percent lifetime money back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You get your money back. Sunday scaries in the stress relieving business and not the stress causing business. So they're a great company. They want to relieve. Uh, I got you a 25% off too, uh, just to prove it. So visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code believe that's B L E A V for your discount. That's promo code believe for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're freaking amazing. And you won't regret joining Sunday scaries and being part of the CBD gummy world. So, um, yeah, we'll just keep talking about Henry. Uh, Reed had to jump off, but, um, yeah, I think regaining trust is going to be a huge thing for him. Um, I, you know, I, as a coach, if, if I were, you know, coaching the linebackers, I would say to him, Hey, you're not guaranteed this, like, you're not going to be with the ones like first day of spring practice. It's not going to happen because you haven't been here. You haven't been with your team as they're grinding, putting in work. Other guys have, and they've earned the opportunity to be with the ones. So you got to earn again, a starting position. And I also tell him, you need to sit down with the team in a whole with the defense, because you're supposed to be a leader and with your position group individually, three different meetings Tell them, just apologize for not being there for them. Apologize for not needing time and tell them what was going through your head, how you were feeling, share your emotions, share who you are, and you can become closer with those guys. A lot of times men don't want to share their emotions. They don't want to talk about things that are bothering them. And it's very detrimental to their mental health, them as human beings, and relationships around them. He needs to share how he's feeling. Uh, let his let his teammates know, and maybe they'll bring him back in. Because I mean, it would definitely be hard if a leader of our team just left. Especially if I was on the same side of the ball. Uh, you know, it, in in my case, if a quarterback just up and was like, "Hey, I'm transferring." Even though he started the last year, he was going to start the upcoming year. Um, it, it would be tough to to bring him back in. I, I I don't know if I would necessarily trust him right away, and just let him know, hey, look, like you you gotta 
you got to work for this. It's the same thing. And, you know, any kind of relationship you might be in with your significant other, if, you know, they lie to you, cheat on you, anything like that. Hey, I, I don't trust you right now. You're going to have to regain my trust. You're going to have to work for that trust again. And if you were to come back, it's going to be uphill battle for sure. So, but those are big ifs. I have no idea if he's actually going to do it. And, you know, might be on the side of Reed. Hey, bro, go live your life. If you want to go somewhere else, if that's what your goal is, go ahead. Go ahead. It, I mean, it's it's fine, you know. Better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all. So, uh, But I'm excited for spring practice starting. Uh, you know, they came out and said there's some COVID issues, so it uh, doesn't look like spring is, practice is going to start this Wednesday. I have no idea. It might. It might still be on schedule or it might be bumped back a little bit. But spring practice is such a great time because, like I said, you're grinding with your with your teammates in the weight room for the past three months, and it – that is tough. That stretch of three months, squatting, benching, deadlifting, heavy, heavy weights, conditioning like crazy, it, it really wears you down. And you spend so much time doing that, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a football player. I, I'm not just a gym rat once spring practice comes around. And, it, and it's exciting just to put back on the helmet, put back on the shoulder pads, get out there with the boys, start doing one-on-ones, be competitive. That That's the fun stuff that, like, you you forget, you miss it. Um, I think there's gaps enough throughout the season where, you know, you have you have the entire football season, you get done, and it's like, whew, I can finally rest, I can finally break. I was so high intensity for so long, finally kind of break, and I get back in the weight room, and you're like, yeah, I can grind in the weight room. I can get stronger. I can get bigger. This is awesome. I'm not having to worry about practice or plays right now. I'm just thinking about lifting, thinking about running. And it's very simplistic. But then after those three months, you're like, dang, man, I miss ball. Like, I want to get back out in the field. And spring practice comes. And it's so nice. You get to get back out there with your boys. Uh, you know, get your hand in the dirt. Have a little fun. And it's it's the perfect perfect amount of time too because you get 15 practices, you go three times a week. You don't feel like it's taking up your entire schedule, but it's still there and important. And it's the biggest opportunity for growth with players. The absolute biggest opportunity for growth. You know, training camp is very close to the season. There's not a lot of time. Right then in spring. There's no pressure about playing a team the next week. There's no pressure about, you know, are you ahead in the conference race? It's you versus your guys is a time to work on technique, work on new moves, work on uh, fundamentals that make you s such a better player. My, uh, you know, Red Shirt Junior leading into Red Shirt Senior year, so that spring practice, I asked Coach Mahoney, O-line coach that at that time, hey, can you please just leave me at left tackle? Because the year before, I was at right guard during spring practice and right guard during a lot of training camp and had to just be moved out for necessity, ended up playing left tackle most of the year. But I knew if I did not get the opportunity to get those 15 practices in at left tackle – 
I wasn't going to be the best that I could for the upcoming season. I wasn't going to be the best left tackle that I could for our team. If I'm going to be playing left tackle for our team, then I needed those practice reps in spring. If I'm going to play a different position, fine. Rotate me around. Let me get, you know, different looks at stuff, guard, other tackle. But if I'm going to be a solidified left tackle the next season, I need those reps. And he let me do it. Let me stay there. Didn't put me in any other position. Um, and I was able to stay there. And and that and that's tough to do because a lot of times, you know, guys might get a little ankle roll or, you know, have some pain here and there and, you know, not be able to practice. And uh, numbers might get low. So I really appreciate Coach Mahoney for doing that. And I, I think it made me the player that I was my last year there. Um but I, I, I love spring practice, and the end of it is always so fun with the orange and white game and seeing fans again. And I, I, I really hope we got full capacity there. We can get 60,000 in there again uh, like it's been before and really enjoy the entire atmosphere of you know that whole week leading up to it, that whole day. Um, and then it's – you know, then it's a little break, you know, during May, you get a little bit, a little bit of a break and uh, get to go home, see your family and then come back and grind in the summer. But uh, there's a few guys that I look at on the offensive line that this is going to be huge for them. Like I said, this is a big growing opportunity uh, for, for all these people. And there's a few guys that, you know, we need to figure out who they are. We need, we need to know if they're ready um, and I would say it's it's mainly the interior linemen. You know, we did, uh, you know, lose some guys in the transfer portal, and um, with Wanye uh, leaving, and you know, the tackle position is what's worrisome. But I have a feeling that Darnell Wright and Cade Mays are going to be our two tackles. I think Cade will be left, Darnell will be right, and. I think that's pretty dang good tackles. Uh, both of them have a lot of experience playing and can be, you know, I think Cade can be early round pick for sure uh, with his smarts about the game, with his, you know, mean streak that he has. So I, I do like that. It's the interior that is going to need work because this past year there were so many rotations so many different starting lineups so many different guys going in you really didn't know who was your solidified starter and Cooper Mays is going to have the biggest one replacing Brandon Kennedy at center he got his chance to start a couple games last year and you know that's just the tip of the iceberg now it's time to really hone in on the skills understand the offense so much more because it is going to be new offense, high up-tempo, and he's going to have to be the bell cow to set the line. He, you got to get in your stance first so that the rest of the line understands where they're at. you got to call out the defense, let them know it's four down, let them know who the mic is. And, uh, you know, that's a big role to be in. So I think this, this 15 practices right here are huge for Cooper. 
Uh, and, you know, I hope everyone can stay safe and there's no COVID protocols because it would really suck to miss out on practices at this pivotal time. So Cooper and then Javante Spragans and Jerome Carvin look to be the two guards that we could have this next year. Like I said, they both got chances to play. They both got chances to start this past year. They have a little bit of experience under their belt, but they need to grow. They need to understand that offense more because there were times where they're missing blocks. They're not seeing the linebackers coming on blitzes. They're not able to bounce off a double team and pick up a linebacker. Uh, They're not seeing, you know, a blitz coming off the edge and being able to spread out and take it. They're not helping their center or their tackle. They're not being a good bumper for them. Uh, Because a lot of times your body presence where you are as a lineman can really help the guy next to you with their rusher because they know there's a body in there and they're not going to be able to get through. So they stay to one side. And if you're blocking half a man, it's a lot easier than a whole man. It's a lot easier to block a guy going one way instead of going both ways. So understanding how to be that bumper for the guys next to you and, you know, understanding how to work with them. I think that's one of the reasons why our offensive line struggled so much is so much rotation, so much different lineups that you don't understand how the person next to you plays. You don't understand, you know, how they get into a block because a lot of, a lot of the time, especially in run game, you're double teaming on defensive linemen. Like you it is two guys on one. And if you don't have cohesion with the guy next to you or understand how they play as a player, it's going to suck. Like you're, you're not going to have cohesion. You're not going to be able to block together. You're going to feel like you're blocking by yourself or that they're letting you down or that, you know, they're not giving you the the right look that you need. Um, so I think it's very important to find those starting five and keep them together through spring and then into training camp, keep them together for, for real success out, out in the field. And then a couple guys, new guys that are coming in that I think really need to watch out for that can have an immediate impact on the team, um, you know, might be, win some awards this year. I know they always do like little awards for spring practice, just like newcomer awards. Um, and that's Byron Young and Cody Brown. So Byron Young is by far my favorite guy in this class to, that came in. And, be, you know, it's weird because I'm an offensive lineman. So I select the O-line. He's, you know, a D-end outside linebacker. But he is very, very good. Very aggressive and quick has so much explosion coming off the ball and he plays with a ton of passion. And I said this in an earlier podcast, it reminds me of Kurt Majit and AJ Johnson. Those guys played with so much passion, so much energy that you, they brought along everyone. Everyone was behind them hundred percent because they love ball. They love to be out there. They love to bring the energy and thud, dudes up and this guy does the exact same thing watching his film watching his tape he hits people in the mouth he's not afraid to there's not a pulling guard that he is afraid to go up against which is amazing and exactly what you need 
is a defensive end. Set that dang edge. Don't let anybody get outside of this because keeping contain was a huge problem we had last year on defense. And I think he's going to have an immediate impact. Um, and I, I'm super excited to see what he does. I'm going to try and go to a spring practice game this year and be able to watch. I can't, I cannot wait uh, to get a chance to watch one-on-ones pass pro. Oh, it's the best. It is where you can learn the most as offensive linemen. It is where that you can learn the most as a defensive lineman. It's the best overall drill that, that you can have in practice. So I'm so excited for that. And then the other guy, Cody Brown. So Cody Brown's running back coming in. I, I love Cody. He's a mature guy, right? So he's he's been in the JUCO. He's He's got experience, not necessarily SEC experience, but he's not a freshman. Okay, uh, he runs hard as heck, puts his head down, runs over people, big bruiser of a back, not the tallest guy, but he's thick. And he looks for contact, man. He, he, he's, he's not afraid of anybody come to try and tackle him. And I am really happy to see him in this kind of up-tempo offense. And I feel like, with how we're going to spread it out, spread the ball out, get it to some wide receivers. There's going to be some big lanes for him. Going to be some five-man boxes that he can run into and really take off on somebody. And let me tell you something. When a running back gets a five-man box and takes it right down the middle, offensive line clears the hole, he takes it right down the middle, and he's got a safety to beat, and he runs that man over, it – absolutely affects every single person on that offense. And people might not realize that, that it's the little things. When Jalen Hurd caught that screen versus Georgia, broke three tackles, and then absolutely demolished a dude in the face, I've never been so excited in my life. It put us on the four-yard line. He absolutely wrecked him. It was a huge momentum boost. It was a huge F you to Georgia. It was a huge, we're bigger than you, we're better than you, and we're going to beat your ass all day. That's what it felt like. And for I think Cody Brown's going to have a lot of those opportunities to get one-on-one with safeties and corners and absolutely crush them into the dirt because he also benches over 300 pounds. So his stiff arm is probably pretty lethal too. I'm not going to say it's Derrick Henry, but it's probably pretty lethal. Uh, and, and honestly, that bench press is going to help in pass pro. And that's something that very much lacked last year. You know, love, love Ty Chandler and, and those guys and those running backs, but just not seeing blitzes, not being able to pick up the linebackers, just getting blown up by them coming through the hole is not what you need, it, especially with a quarterback like Garantano that was back there. That is not what you need. And, you know, everyone wants to equate sacks to just offensive line, but there's other guys involved, man. There's other guys involved. Some sacks are on tight ends. Some sacks are on running backs. Some sacks are on the quarterback because he didn't see the blitz, didn't switch the protection, or he stayed in the pocket too long. He ran into a sack, which seen multiple times. So it's, it's not always on the offensive line and – that's why I would just want it to step up. 
the pass pro in the other positions and understand it's actually important to teach that to running backs and tight ends. I feel like sometimes coaches are all worried, oh, we're just got to protect the ball. I need to you know, teach you how to hit a lane as a tight end. I need to teach you how to run a route. I need to teach you how to catch. Can't really teach you how to catch, but run a routes, you know. <laughs> but they're kind of linemen too. Tight ends, you know how to block, man. They you know how to pass pro. A lot of them don't know that. And they're some of them are just taught once they get to the NFL how to do it. I mean, have the tight ends go with the offensive line for a few periods and learn from the tackles how to set. Everybody can set the way tackles set. It's not that hard. You just got to learn the technique. Learn how to do it. Learn how to keep your hips square. Learn how to keep your weight forward. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for spring practice. I can't wait. Like I said, I'm gonna try and go to one. Uh, I think uh, I want to. I want to go to one with full pads so I can really see what's going on. Uh, but uh, yeah, so those two guys, Byron and uh, Cody, I think are gonna be huge assets to us uh, this this spring and and really show who they are moving forward. So I appreciate you guys coming out. I appreciate you watching on YouTube or listening on your podcast platforms. Please remember to rate and subscribe, share with friends and family, let them know what's going on. Uh, And, you know, if you have any questions, please send them uh, to either the email, uh, believe in Tennessee football at gmail.com or phone number uh, 865-322-9232. And I'll answer some of those questions for you, you know, and uh, maybe Reed can answer some for you too, if you have any for him. Uh, so follow me on social media, like, and subscribe on everything at Kyler Kerbison. You can find me. And uh, as always, go balls. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.